Hey everybody, Matt with the Iron Podcast. This podcast is week five of the first aid marriage kit or marriage first aid kit out of a eight kind of seven week series that I'm excited to dive into. And tonight we are covering the topic of we're kind of in that proactive phase still. Week one and week two uh, were definitely reactive phases. Week three, week four, and now week five are kind of moving into that more proactive phase, trying to get ahead of the damage before it occurs. If it's your first time tuning into this podcast or this marriage study, uh, I am a paramedic by trade. That's what I've been doing for most of my career. I've transitioned to other things since, but uh, when I was working on the study and uh, I felt led to do something in the marriage sector, and this kind of just came to my heart. And so I tied it back to my career a little bit. So it's got a little bit of an EMS paramedic theme to it. That's where the first aid kit comes from. But I'm just taking some experiences that I've had in, in helping uh, keep people's lives preserved and um, doing what I can in the back of an ambulance and helicopter and airplanes and trying to apply it a little bit to the marriage. It's crazy how uh, <clears throat> that idea of survival or preserving life can apply to our marriage. And so I challenge you to go back to the other podcasts, uh, week one through week four, and just listen to, because uh, they, they kind of are meant to go in order, right? So check them out. But tonight we're going to be talking about, or today, wherever you're at, keep saying that, it's nighttime where I'm at. I am in Superior, Wisconsin tonight, just filming this here in my hotel before I go do some training tomorrow. And I'm pretty excited about this podcast because it's not too often I get uh, some quiet from my, my girls. I have six-year-old and a three-year-old almost, or sorry, six-year-old and a three-year-old, almost seven-year-old. And uh, they like to keep my life interesting. But tonight, we're going to talk about teamwork. And uh, obviously, that plays an important role, not just in our marriages, but in our lifestyles and our workplaces. And, you know, when I think back to my EMS career, and I think of some of the great, man, I've been privileged to... Uh, be on some amazing calls and, and have some good outcomes and, and sadly some bad outcomes. But some of the best calls I can think about and go back to are the ones where I had a solid team. And it's not that like any specific person or myself uh, did anything great, but it was just the entire team coming together and putting that mission mindset above all else. <laughs> Whatever could get in the way, like if there was anything that could get in the way, we just didn't allow it because the patient's outcome, the patient's safety um, depended on that mission focus of just getting them to the next step better than where we found them, right? And in retrospect or vice versa, the opposite of that is the, the calls that have gone bad. I can think back and go, man, I wish that would have gone better. And uh, especially early on in my career, when pride probably played more of a role in my 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 career and, and who I was, uh, those calls didn't go so well. And I can think back to my marriage to some extent as well. Uh, some of the most memorable moments I have is my wife and I just came together and got the job done. And I can think of some of the lowest points as well, more than just my poor decision making, uh, was the times we just didn't work well together and we were figuring it out. And when I got into this study, it was interesting. I felt led to talk about one of my favorite books. It's not a marriage book, not at all. Uh, it's Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, uh, Willink however you say it. Uh, he's like a Navy SEAL guy. Tons of just good leadership experience. I love how he shares his heart and shares from failure to show how he made success from that and, and basically doesn't allow things to happen again or takes ownership, extreme ownership of those situations. And he gave this this terminology, called it a fog of war. 
And in this fog, you can sometimes lose track of where you are, who we are, uh, who the real enemy is, and we lose our sense of that mission focus. He shared this story um, where his his team, they were clearing out um, some neighborhoods, and I think it was Ramadi, and they came under heavy fire, and it just it was like a big fight. And the Marine commander was calling in backup, and they were bringing in this giant army tank, and uh, they were just going to blow the uh, enemies up. And Jocko said, like, it didn't feel right. He looked into it, and uh, before they pressed forward with the mission, he found out one of his Navy SEAL units were relocating, and in the relocation, they came under fire. And he called this a blue-on-blue situation where um, the good guys were fighting the good guys unknowingly. I think it was one of the worst blue-on-blues, I think, if I remember, he said, uh, in, like, military history or something like that. And I just thought about that story as soon as I started talking about teamwork with marriage and started putting together this podcast and and lecture. And I thought, man, in, in our marriages today, are we forgetting who the real enemy is are we too busy focused on keeping each other pinned down from our blue on blue fire that we don't even know what's going on in this fog of war? Like we've just lost track of everything. I've been there. Like my wife and I have been there and you know, some days the fog of war sets in uh, even today. And I just, that really hit home um, where we are sitting here doing this blue on blue lost in our fog of war when we should be working together to stay alive. Um, each member of this marriage is is critical to the success of the mission, this marriage mission that we're on. And it's never going to be successful if we keep going at it alone. And so the kind of the core topic of tonight beyond t- teamwork is serving together. You know, it keeps, I think serving together keeps our marriage mission moving forward. It doesn't just like help develop a servant's heart. Like, you know, the more we serve, the more we realize it's not as bad or awful as we think. We, we feel that we get like a sense of reward for it because we're doing God's work. We're, we're doing what he asks of us and we're moving some kingdom, kingdom ground, right? <clears throat> so it doesn't just develop a servant's heart, but it also makes it easier and helps us develop an easier method to serve our spouse, serving each other. We've become like this. I love John Bavari talks about. Uh, zero, we, you know, we lived so long in a Christian uh, world where it was like zero gravity, right? Like we just floated, life was easy, you know, there wasn't a lot of resistance in the world. And then as times get tougher and this culture changes as fast as it does, the zero gravity is gone. And now we're having to use our muscle, our, our atrophy like muscles to work. And we've never had to do that before. And in doing so, we're falling a lot. We're weak and we don't know what to do. And that is kind of the mindset or the current condition more so of marriages, I think, today. And the problem is if we're in this atrophy-like state and if we're not growing out of that, not growing our muscle, we fail to realize why our marriages exist in the first place. Our marriages exist because people in the world need us. They need our marriages. That's why we're together. Maybe we didn't realize this when we said I do. You know, I shared um, with my marriage group as we were doing this is, you know, when I honestly married my wife, I don't really think I realized the biblical purpose of us getting married or the impact we were supposed to make together or the responsibility that was placed on us when we said I do. We just did what was next because that's just what you do, right? And I think today 
if we even had a sense of what it means to say I do before I do, I wonder if a lot of people just avoid getting married altogether if we said, hey, there's a there's a holy responsibility, a, a healthy, holy weight that's placed on your marriage because we're called to serve together. And that probably means for a lot of us listening to this podcast or, or to some extent, we have to start restructuring our marriages to realize why we said I do in the first place. Um, and what, what is God calling us to do? I think right now the, the mindset of a lot of marriages is just to stay married or the goal is to stay married. Like what, um, <laughs> if I ask some marriages like, Hey, where are you guys at? What's your goals for this year? And they're like, no, to stay married. I'm like, that's for a season. Maybe that's okay. But man, we are called to do so much more together. We are called to move mountains. Uh, we are called to bring heaven on earth down here to earth. We're called to do more than just stay together. So I hope at your core as you're listening to this podcast, you feel that and you realize, man, I want more for myself. I want more for my marriage. I'm going to hop over to a Bible verse here quick. I'm going to hop over to James 1. We're going to go 19 through 20. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So as we're growing together in this marriage and we start talking about serving together, I want to make sure we just slow our roll for a minute, that we need to be patient with one another, slow it down, and just realize this thing we're doing together, this this serving together, and as we start to grow this muscle, uh, we need to be patient and treat it for the sacred thing that it is. This is not a work relationship. This is a holy uh, covenant that we have taken, and it is sacred, and we should be treating it as such. We need to make sure that every move we make is a calculated decision. You know, Jocko shared multiple stories in his book of extreme ownership about urban warfare. And it seemed like often when they try to make big moves, big mistakes happened. And so as we're starting to grow this muscle of serving together, I would say realizing this can get really intense really fast and probably smaller moves are going to yield bigger results. So move small uh, and, you know, just kind of one step at a time. I want to hop over to 1 Thessalonians real quick. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. This is, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. One, I hope we are doing it. But, you know, as we go through this process, are we building each other up? Do we spend our time together breaking each other down or not talking at all? Are we just doing what we can to build each other up to serve? And... In, in building each other up, one thing I want to emphasize as we get into serving, serving is not a repair strategy to your relationship. I do want to emphasize that because it's a growth strategy. So I would challenge you that uh, before you start to serve, get together, have a strong conversation and realizing you're about to try to serve to make others better around you. So evaluate your foundation a little bit, you know, discuss it together. Um, and maybe start a little bit smaller than bigger, right? Don't start like a crazy citywide ministry or something like that. Start small, test the waters, uh, maybe partner with another couple to accomplish a mission. Um, but keep moving forward for sure. Don't let this stop you by any means, but don't bite off more than you can chew. Maybe you're, you're ready, but maybe your spouse isn't ready. And oftentimes we hear a lot of spouses say, oh, I can never work with my significant other. I would, I'd kill them, right? So maybe it's, we got to work small and, and grow bigger before we do that. So just keep moving forward, you know, keep going deeper. And then also as, as we develop and, and grow in this teamwork mindset, uh, I would challenge you too to check your personal agendas because, you know, there's so much we want individually 
you know, right? We're individuals before we got married. We were individuals. We're still individuals in the marriage. And so oftentimes I think uh, as myself included, there's so much, uh, so many individual goals that it becomes sometimes more important um, than the team and the mission success. And when we do this, I mean, performance is going to suffer and failure can result. And so evaluate your heart when you guys decide to serve together. Um, is it something that you should be doing together? Is it more of maybe your focus or maybe maybe you're really into deliverance and your spouse is not? Maybe your spouse is more into kids' ministries and you are not. So try to find some neutral ground to start. And as we're getting set on that subject, um, I want to mention real quick this, this statement. Um, and I know a lot of you probably don't agree with this statement, but I, I've heard it so many times um, through um, when Charlie and I first got married. And I still hear it today that, you know, marriages are 50-50, give and take. And I really want to let you know, we have to abandon this mindset because in this 50-50 setup, there's still half of you missing. And I remember early on when I got married to my wife, the 50-50 made sense. It's what people talked about, you know, give and take. But then as I matured spiritually, I, I think, where's that other half of me? Where's I don't want my spouse just giving half of her to this relationship because some days I feel like I'm giving 100 and maybe I'm not feeling the same in return or but if I give 100, I want her to give 100, right? And so I think we have to abandon this 50-50 mindset because there's half of us not in the game now, and that leaves a lot of room for things to go south. And so just abandon this concept, and we need to be careful in that 50-50 concept because this is where those uh, me-first or selfish attitudes um, with our self-driven perf- agendas uh, can develop and go 100-100, right? Because if we go 100-100, we're focused on like Jesus level of obedience. Like we're all in saying, all right, I'm here for my spouse. I'm here to serve her because, you know, we're supposed to serve our spouse. Like Christ loved the church and Christ loved the church so much. He died for us. Are we serving our spouse with that level of obedience, that level of faithfulness? Cause that's not 50, 50, that's a hundred hundred <laughs> to get it that way. When we go all in with this hundred hundred strategy, it's like, we don't leave room for anything else. We're just all in with God and, and we leave the, the crud out of it. So what does going in 100% look like for you? What changes would you have to make tomorrow? Would there be no more comparing yourself to your spouse, just you setting 100 standard every day? Would you give up those things that you feel like they're lacking? Would you give up the things that you're focused on that you want that you don't need? You know, would you just be going all out for your marriage, just as Christ did for his church? You're probably like... Your life would change. The way you woke up every day would change differently. You just wake up to serve your spouse, to serve your family, not like a burden, but like, this is awesome. I get to do this because God has put this on me to do this, but I want to do this. I love my family. Like that's a different type of love to do it day in, day out. It's kind of crazy to think about because it just goes against what culture teaches today. And as I sit here now, just talking about it, I'm like, man, I come up so, so short of that. I need to work on that a little bit. I also want to make a comment, this uh, idea that uh, I hear a lot of spouses say like, you know, they're, it's not my fault. I, I do everything I can. It's, it's, they're the reason this isn't going to work out. Jocko said that if the overall team fails, so if the marriage fails, everyone fails, it's not just your spouse's fault. Even if a specific member or an element within the team did their job successfully, it's that everyone loses when the marriage fails. And so sometimes there's seasons we got to give 130, right, to make up the difference because uh, our spouse might need some support. Uh, but we cannot sit back and watch our spouses self-destruct or allow that enemy to move in. Where there is space, 
where that 100% turns into 90, we can't leave 10% for the enemy to fill. So we got to be proactive in our approach. Uh, this comes back to in a previous week I mentioned, um, never give up, but always surrender to God. That mentality we have gives us that 100% all-in mentality because if we say we're never going to give up, I'm going to keep fighting, but we need to fight God's way, right? We have to do it his way. We can't, we can't be the ones to change our spouse. We can't be the ones to change hearts. That's ultimately up to God. That's long-term change. And then I challenge you guys to find something that you both care about and set it on fire. I mean, find a way to serve together and blow it up. Maybe it's a new ministry that the church doesn't have. Maybe it's not even in the church. You know, I'm sure that by now, if, if you've been working on the study and sitting down and praying together and working with each other on it, I'm guessing the Lord has maybe started to put something on your heart of what you're supposed to do. And that would challenge if you're not feeling anything yet, are you spending the time with the Lord like we're supposed to be doing? I just want you to get out of your rut that you're in. Uh, we're meant to serve. Like that's what God calls us to do. To some extent, serving individually is important, but we get so much more done in that unity together. So I just challenge you guys and gals to get out there to serve. Teamwork is everything. Lay down your weapons and let's go. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast on week five of the Marriage First Aid Kit. If you like it, hey, give me a share. Give me a like. Uh, tell someone about it. Uh, I believe, like I said in other previous podcasts, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I thank you for any support, and I'll catch you on the next week.